Money FM 89.3, the best of your money. Money and me on your money, only on Money FM 89.3. Welcome to Money and Me Investors. We focus today on the possible future of digital experiences. We ask, what is the role of super apps and mobile apps in these experiences? Who could take the lead? We'll also ask, should your company be investing in building a super app or focus elsewhere for engagement? A recent report by Forrester says future consumer digital experiences will be both invisible and immersive. The report is not optimistic about the prospects for super apps in the West arguing that the window there to gain traction has already passed and that businesses would do better to focus on their mobile strategy. Xiao Feng Wang is Principal Analyst from Forrester. She joins me live. Xiao Feng helps B2C marketing and digital professionals with their omni-channel engagements and digital strategy as well. Xiao Feng, good morning. Welcome. Good morning, Michelle. Thank you for having me. Wonderful to speak with you. Really interesting article. I wonder if we could start first by unpacking some of the reasons that the report says super apps in Asia have been able to become so successful. Um, the most well-known super app is really like WeChat. And then in South Asia, there's um, Go. Jack and this grab, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and how super app actually created it started with something very small, focusing on one functionality. Mm-hmm. For WeChat, it's mobile messaging. For Grab and Go Jack, it's ride hailing. And then because it was doing one thing so good, so well, and then it generated hyper adoption. Then they earned consumer trust. They basically uh, take consumers. Time. They spend all of time doing the same thing very frequently on daily basis almost. And then they are able to expand to adjacent services. So that's how Super Apps started. And you probably noticed it's more popular like in Asia or in other emerging countries rather than in the West. Because in the West, consumers, they just don't have the same kind of expectations. They have different kind of needs and behaviors. That's why it never, apps never took off in Western countries. Okay, really interesting. Uh, they started by doing, you say, these super apps, one thing really well, and then after they branch out um, to sort of uh, different categories. It's interesting, isn't it? They all seem to be doing the same things now. They start with e-commerce, and then they all move to wallet payment and emailing mm. and food delivery and hotel booking and banking and insurance of some right. form. It's interesting how they come become homogenized, so to speak. But let's break down some of the reasons why you say the window for super apps have closed in the West. Break it down mm. for us. Yeah, so the first one is really there's no compelling consumer need for a super app today. So when we chat or other super apps were first launched in emerging markets or in Asian markets, um, they solve very particular consumer needs at the time. At the time, for example, in China, uh, when WeChat was launched, there's no very prevalent mobile payment or digital payment, digital payment services. And then credit card penetration was low. So WeChat launched this mobile payment service that fills in the black. There were not, there were not many competition competitors providing the same thing. There was 
prepaid, but mostly for uh, laptop-based e-commerce transactions, not for offline payment. And then for ride hailing, there are a few competitors, but nobody can integrate with um, payment and engaging with your brand, your uh, your, uh, your brands you like and engage with your friends and the family members. Nobody can do that very well. But in Western countries, they already have um, their own familiar or comfortable to use payment services. And if they want to connect with brands, they use either brands on website or they are comfortable to download brands on mobile apps. And then if they want to e-commerce, they brand their own website and there's um, Amazon.com. And if they want to connect with consumers, um, they have social media platforms. So there are very well-established services available online for every single sector. So there's no right space, basically, for a super app to develop anymore. This is really that's fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. Go yeah. ahead, please. That's one. There's more. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's basically for compelling for for consumer need, right? The second is really consumer trust. So we have data showing the level of consumer trust on existing social media is very different. Nearly sixty percent of consumers in China said they trust social media, but about twenty percent in the US. We checked in Western countries, like in Australia, in um, in in the UK, it's about the same. So without the high level of consumer trust, you cannot just keep on adding new services and expect, expect consumers to adopt. Um, so that's the, the bottleneck for uh, Western apps to develop, develop into a super app. And then there's more competition, as I mentioned. Um, there's already very well established players doing like payment, doing like payment, doing everything. Um, so it's very hard for one app to do everything and expect consumers to stick to that one platform. And the last point is really regulatory environment. Um, even if you want to launch a super app today in China, it's already impossible because the anti-monopoly law is more stringent, more developed. If we look at that, at 2021 to 2022, at the time, uh, the regulators actually fined billions of dollars, like U.S. dollars. Uh, for Alibaba alone, it's 2.75 U.S. billion dollars fine for anti-monopoly. So even Alibaba and Tencent, they want to do everything. Then there's a new entrant, say they want to do everything. It's impossible because the regulation is more stringent now. And if you look at the anti-monopoly laws in in the U.S., in Western countries, it's very strict. So basically, um, if you are launching a digital business, say Elon Musk, and he mm. wants to turn X right, into a everything app, mm-hmm. uh, we can foresee it will face a lot of challenges from regulators, from consumers' needs, trust, and from existing competitors. All right. Well, we, there's a lot to unpack there. Xiaofeng Wang is my guest. She's principal analyst from Forrester. And we're taking a look at a really interesting report that says the super app window has closed. And in just a while, we'll talk about you as a business and what you can learn. Uh, if you look away from building a super app, not, not quite going that direction, but what can you learn from these super apps in terms of engagement with consumers? Xiaofeng, let's start uh, by talking, you know, we unpacked some of the reasons why the window for a super app may be closing. 
happening in the West. Let's talk about, uh, unpack that a little bit. Can we dive a little deeper into the consumer preferences in the West relative to, say, here in Asia? What are some of the key characteristics of uh, app services that do well here and, and why? Yeah, so for consumers in Asia, especially um, a few years ago, um, they prefer super apps because they don't need to download a lot of single apps, a lot of native apps. With one app installed on their mobile phones, especially for those smartphones with um, a relatively smaller um, memory, so it's a big advantage. Um, but in Western countries, especially nowadays, um, consume, uh, smartphone memory is no longer a limit. And relatively speaking, consumers in Western countries, they are more used to download apps to engage with brands that they prefer. So that's the key difference. Say if they want to use uh, social media, they they can download Instagram, they can download Facebook, they can download apps. That's basically three apps just for social media. And then if they want to um, use e-commerce, they can download say like Starbucks, they can download Nike. So they they don't mind downloading a lot of apps, relatively speaking. But that consumer preference. Uh, would change um, when we see, say, in the next few years. Um, even today, it has changed in some ways. Consumers, they would use Siri, for example, or Google Assistant uh, to help them retrieve the information they want rather than they just directly click in a mobile app, download and click in a mobile app or even a mobile website to find the information they want. For example, you can ask Google Assistant or Siri, um, what's the weather today and um, get um, right, right healing service for you to go to the place you want to and make a reservation for the restaurant uh, for dinner um, and maybe check your personal calendar, everything. So you don't need to interact with singular mobile apps anymore. So smart assistant uh, assistants, especially um, the development of AI, um, they can do a very good job to assemble those microservices to you. Um, so that's how the uh, interface of your mobile apps and mobile phone, um, or, or in all, it's basically companies, um, uh, consumers' mobile experience to engage with companies would ultimately change. The report says consumers are going to seek natural language conversations with virtual assistants uh, in the future. I wonder if we can take a few steps back. What do you think companies listening in can learn from the features of super apps to help improve the functionality of their own enterprise apps? If they want to, like companies own enterprise apps, mm-hmm. uh, if they are using that to like manage the internal works to improve efficiencies, that's different. Um, but we, if we are talking about um, mobile apps facing consumers, yep. when you provide your services to consumers, right? A lot of companies, especially in the past few years, they had this ambition. I want to build a super app like airlines, 
hotels, um, banks. They said we have a large consumer base and they use our mobile apps almost on daily basis. Then we have a good foundation to build a super app, but that's not the case. Consumers use your super, your mobile apps for only limited tasks, such as check your um, maybe for payment, maybe check their account balance, or maybe uh, book an airline uh, air ticket. So very limited use cases. They don't have the potential to expand to adjacent categories, adjacent services, and expect consumers will have high adoption for those additional services. That's the limit. That's why companies shouldn't be obsessed with building a super app on their own. Um, rather, they should build a good super a good mobile app with fantastic mobile experience. And the better they can anticipate what their customers need. It's not just, hey, in real time, I know what you want. It isn't better, like, I can anticipate what's your next step. Then I can quickly retrieve, assemble what services you want and push it to you rather than consumers uh, proactively have to find those services. So it doesn't matter how many functionalities you actually assembled into your mobile app, but whether you have that capability to use your data to understand and anticipate your customers' next moves and curate those services and provide it to your customers. So in the future, it really doesn't matter whether you have a website, whether you have a mobile app, whether you have a, like a mini app embedded, or whether you have a social media account. Mm-hmm. Consumers don't care because they don't interact with those interfaces directly. They will ask questions to their intelligent or virtual assistant. And then ultimately, the services brand provided, they actually talk to assistant and virtual assistant or AI. Um, so it really doesn't matter. The ultimate power lies in whether you can understand the real-time data to anticipate your customers' needs. Well said. And I like how the report points to a, a fundamental concept in terms of design. And you quote Xiaolong, Chang Xiaolong, who was the app creator for WeChat, who said simplicity was at the heart of WeChat's fundamental design. So design thinking, uh, clearly important as well. And what about building consumer trust through a mobile app? What should people be looking at? Yeah, consumer trust is like trust is not built overnight, but it, trust is something you build for a long time and it could last like overnight, really. So it's hard to build, it's easy to lose. So for take WeChat, for example, right, the simplicity, the good experience they provided and the capability, they are so multiversal, so useful. Uh, it really like, takes a lot of time to earn consumers' trust. At first, for example, WeChat Pay, WeChat Wallet, consumers are not comfortable for like a big amount of transactions using WeChat. Um, and probably they only use for a small amount of transactions like sending that packet, 
um, or maybe um, low amount of uh, payment when they shop in grocery stores. But now they are so comfortable to buy like um, luxury bag um, from from luxury brand on WeChat and many programs. So that's a big jump of consumer trust. But consumer trust really builds based on consistent and good experience. And um, in long term, like it never fails consumers. I think that's the key. So for brands, um, if their app can work smoothly all the time without any glitches, mm. that's a plus. And if they can help consumers like anti-fraud, uh, anti-scamming, those things, that's also a good plus. Um, and they actually understand consumers' concerns, respect their consumer data privacy, for example. Like Apple is doing a great job in terms of that, protecting consumers' data, keep it transparent, give consumers options to control their own data. That's another layer of trust. And for brands who want to build their own mobile experience, no matter it's app or something else, say, so they still need to keep those in mind, good experiences, convenience, and also um, trust to protect consumers' data, protect them from other um, po- potential threats. So that's very important. All right. And our final question to you, um, who do you expect is going to be leading the race for digital innovation, super apps or mobile apps? I would say Google and and Apple, they are doing a good job because they create this mobile ecosystem um, and they are literally the interface of how if you want to use mobile experience to engage with consumers, they have the control. All right. Well, fantastic speaking to you. Thank you for the insights for brands as well. Xiaofeng Wang is Principal Analyst from Forrester, joining me live here on Money and Me. As we asked, should your company be investing in building something akin to a super app or focus elsewhere for engagement? I'm Michelle Martin. Thank you for your company. Before acting on the information on Money FM. Please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at audio.sg or download the audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O, audio at the App Store and Google Play.